Welcome to the Anchored by Faith podcast, a Reformed Baptist podcast with the goal to hold to Scripture so that we can be conformed to the image of God. My name is Colton Wright, and my co-host over here... Logan Matisti. And uh, we are just a bunch of lay leaders, I guess you could say. I don't even know if you call us lay leaders uh, anymore. We're, we're, we're lame leaders, Maybe maybe we should just say that. I think we're just laymen at this point. <laughs> That's with an L-A-M-E, no. Uh, Logan, who are you? Oh, man. My name is Logan Batisti. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Moved down here to southwestern Missouri about seven years ago now, I guess. Uh, I went to college at Southwest Baptist University, graduated in 2017. I'm now married to my beautiful wife, Kyra. And I have a daughter who's 14 months old, who's Scarlet June. Right on. And uh, my name is Colton Wright. I've been married now going on eight years to my wonderful wife, Crystal. Old man. Old man, yeah. I feel old. Even though I'm a month or two older than you. You are, I think, one month and like a few days older than me. And But uh, we've been married for eight years, and we welcomed our baby boy who is four months old see i said that first thank goodness but he has two teeth (laughs) uh and he's got more coming so no sleep for me no not not at all i mean my daughter has eight now i think oh two man but anyway uh i am uh i am part of missouri baptist apologetics network for those of you that don't know of the network we are a bunch of guys and gals that uh, just have a passion and love for apologetics and ministry. Uh, we have a, a wide range of individuals. For me, my, my personal, I guess, studies are Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Oneness Pentecostals, and uh, presuppositional apologetics. Uh, so uh, that's kind of where I've settled in at. Uh, of course, I've studied a lot more, but... There's a lot more people on the network that definitely recommend you go to Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. And they, I mean, you have a wide range from, like I said, Mormonism to children's ministry. And these people are scattered throughout the state. This is not like an elite club over here. In fact, I'll put this plug out here. If you have a talent and a passion for apologetics, uh, please do apply. I mean, the more people we have applied to the network, basically the the bigger the arm is, the bigger the reach. And we are already, I believe, the biggest apologetics network in the nation, which is state-ran apologetics network, which is pretty cool because most people don't even know where Missouri is on the map. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss us, though. We're kind of near the middle. Yeah, but, you know, we kind of get, like, grouped in with Kansas and that other state above us. That's true. I can <laughs> understand that now. Usually when I say say I'm from Missouri, they say is isn't that like near Montana? And I'm like, no, it's it's a lot more in the center. One more note on the apologetics network. We have uh, wonderful resources for use anyone that's interested in apologetics. Um I can't recommend enough or uh, uh, Rob Phillips books. Dave Van Beber also has a book you should also get. Did God Stutter? I'll put a plug out there. It's a good, it's a good book. It's well, not a. He's also got one called The Word Snatchers too, oh. which is on Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness. So yes, that is correct. So uh, and he is on the network as well. Definitely go um, get his material. 
Also, uh, Rob Phillips, he is a wonderful man, and he has several books, and he has a valuable, valuable resource called the Apologist Toolkit. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, you should sell your shirt and get it. Sell your shirt for it? I don't know about that much, but... Okay, sell you... your neighbor's shirt. I think that's stealing. Ask him. Okay. <laughs> make, a, make him a pie. It'll be okay then. <laughs> I mean, but, that's what I got my wife for sometimes. She is a really great baker. It, it's always exciting. I mean, we'd have class and it was like, what is Kyra going to bring? <laughs> <laughs> or Megan. Or Megan. I mean, it's like, oh, it's going to be something with chocolate. I know it. <laughs> right. Oh, man, we got some cake cakes at home iced with chocolate right now. You're making me miss those even though I've had like, I've had so many in the past couple of days. It's not even funny. Well, you know, I'm over here and I'm like starving. Well, you know? I mean, you also live like. 40 minutes from me but and we I don't mean, really see that e- each other as much anymore unfortunately i mean, but, I mean we're trying to get but i mean we're, we're trying i yeah. mean you could you know but you're here now i'm sorry i didn't think of it on the way out the door i'll try to it's remember no, next week no or cupcakes. two weeks i don't know no we'll see how often we do this podcast no, no cupcakes but besides that i mean i'm looking forward to this weekend i mean yeah. it's going to be my anniversary here on monday Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. And I know my wife is probably still wanting me to say what we're going to do this weekend. And yeah. you're like, they're probably thinking, why he, are they doing this podcast all over He told me again? skydiving. Kyra, if you're listening to this. Skydiving. By the time you listen to this, you you would have already known. Yeah. I mean, by the time this even gets published, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do we get this idea of, of podcasting? Well, um, you know, you kind of came to me and uh, mentioned doing a podcast we kind of influenced by a bunch of wonderful individuals other podcasts that are going like do tiger it from david van beber mm-hmm. and ray ray both um, on the network by the way you should definitely listen to their stuff there's jason k allen's preaching mm-hmm. for preachers you have doctrine and devotion by mm-hmm. joe thorne jimmy fowler i mean there's bible talk by nine marks can't think of what the three hosts name are right now I wish I could remember. All I know I is Mark fixing. Mark Dever, right? No. Oh, no, he's not oh, in that never one. Mind. This Sorry. Is, these are people who are part of the Nine Marks Network, and they do it. Oh, gotcha. I think one of them is even a friend of Dwayne Garrett, who you got a comment oh. to, or commentary on. Yeah. Yeah. No. The uh, Credo Podcast by uh, Matthew Barrett. I was looking into that. Is it good? It's It's really good. Have you read his book, Simply Trinity? No, I haven't yet. Oh man, I got it on. I got it on Audible. Mm-hmm. I want to get it in the hard copy because I want to go through it a little bit better. But man, it is. Uh, I I will say this: if if you want a good grasp of the Trinity, um, you probably don't want to start with that. <laughs> it is very very weighty. I mean, it was fantastic. It I had to reread a lot of it um, just because there's so. I mean, it wasn't that it was super hard to read. I mean, he just packed so much information into one little book. I don't know how he did it. I mean, but it was fantastic. That's good to know. I'll have to keep that in mind for next time. How do we want to convey what we're going to cover on this podcast, I guess, is the real good word to say. I mean, I think we wanted to keep it down to three things. We wanted to keep it to doctrine, Mm -hmm. scripture, and apologetics, and kind of base it around those three things. But what are some things coming up that we're going to cover? Well, we got the, the big R. The big R? The big R. The big, big, can I say, reformed. (laughs) Oh. The big, the big R topic. 
the big big C Calvinism. But that's not the only thing we want to cover. No. Right? Like I said, so doctrine. Mm-hmm. So Reformed theology falls into doctrine. Mm-hmm. But we also want to cover scripture. So mm-hmm. like we said earlier, we got some commentaries on Lamentations. Which is a a book that, let's be honest, most of us don't really study. How often do you think about Christians and lamenting? I mean, we're told to be joyful. We're told no. to rejoice. I mean, praise God. But yeah. how often do we think about that we can still praise God through mourning, that we still have seasons where we lament? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a season for everything, as it says in Ecclesiastes. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of one of those books that gets thrown on the back burner with Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. by the way. You know, it's a book that kind of gets thrown in the back corner and you read it because it's in your one-year Bible plan. But let's be honest, when you open up your Bible for a good devotion, you're not probably going to Lamentations. I mean, why why would you even want to do a devotion on Lamentations? Oh, wait, I guess we'll find out yeah, here in a few uh, weeks. Don't, yeah, you come back for more. <laughs> no. So we have that lined up in the podcast. And then I think after that, we're going to, this kind of covers apologetics, kind of doesn't. I mean, it's spiritual health. I mean, we want to talk about spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. It's something we don't talk about enough. I mean, we talk about apologetics. We talk about evangelism. But do we really talk about things like fasting, meditation? Do we really understand what prayer is? How much intake of the Bible will we really go through? Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited about the fasting and thing and other spiritual disciplines because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the one that we mostly focus on is probably one that we do. We probably do, but not as we should, which is prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, we, well, you should be praying. Make sure we, we all should be praying, but we don't pray as we should. And we don't and pray kinda, near enough. We don't pray near enough. And if that is the only spiritual discipline that we can really point to, you know, how how much are we failing in the other areas? Or how much could the other areas benefit us as well? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I mean, we also look at it as drudgery. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens to all of us. And we really don't see the big picture of it. We don't see, looking at God, we don't really understand the end result that this is pushing to. And it's helping us to get there. It's not just something that we do because we're obligated to. It's something that's helping us conform to the image of God. Amen, yeah. Someone but, should slogan that. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> We're doing this because we want the end goal to grow ourselves in our spiritual life, obviously. I mean, we're not doing this. I mean, we're kind of doing this for fun. Yeah. But we also want to make sure that we're working on our relationship with Christ, and we're also mm-hmm. told to evangelize, to present the gospel. Mm-hmm. You can think this is kind of a way, as much as we want to to help and bless others, this is a blessing for us, too. I mean, just as two brothers to get together and talk about theology and, and talk about scripture, I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And we hope this can be an outreach. You know, this could be edifying to the saints. This could, maybe you, maybe you're struggling with something. Hopefully that we can, we can help maybe how we go through scripture. We're, we're hoping to go through lamentations and we're supposed to, we're, we're wanting to exegete. We're wanting to draw from the text, the meanings, and we're wanting to, to apply those. And so we're hoping through all this that, that maybe we can help those that maybe are like us, maybe some people that, that haven't really delved into any of this stuff. So we mentioned that big, that big R one. Right. So Reformed Theology, let's go through what it is. 
it's just it's just those five points right no it's absolutely not just the five points of calvinism darn i mean what i really want to say is that calvinism is a part of reformed theology but because you're a calvinist does not mean you're reformed a good person we both would point to who is a five-point calvinist but is definitely not reformed will be johnny mac or Mm -hmm. john MacArthur. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he's Wonderful man. He's been in ministry for ever. Since dinosaurs. I think, and maybe yeah. he was friends with Jesus, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been told of another pastor. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was listening to something like, it was between him and R.C. Sproul, and I think I think he slammed R.C. and said something like that. Yeah, when dinosaurs walked, or, or he asked them how, you know, how Jesus, he's, it, it, oh, that was funny. But anyway, yeah, you know, he's Calvinist. But he's not reformed. I mean, if you've listened to John MacArthur on anything, you'll understand that he is unashamedly holds the five points. Yes, he is <laughs> absolutely well as he would define a leaky dispensationalist. Right. But uh, I think which flushes out to a dispensationalist. But I mean, if you ever really listen to his sermons, like he is not unashamedly mm-hmm. shying away from explaining what Calvinism is mm-hmm. during his sermons. I mean, I listen to. John chapter three from him. And I mean, he really goes out and says words like monergistic or Mm -hmm. it's a complete work of God and really kind of explains and fleshes out what Calvinism is during his sermons. Yeah. And so we've made those two distinctions, right? This Calvinist, well, three distinctions. Let's say that Calvinist reformed and and this, and uh, we mentioned the dispensational and someone might be wondering, well, why couldn't you be dispensational and, and reformed? Like, why doesn't that really go together and the reason for that is, even though dispensationalism, if you don't know what that is, it's a certain view on the end times. Uh, most of us are probably pretty familiar with it. it. Has to do with, I mean, we think about it. You know, I don't mean to be crude, but this is probably the most popular form of it, which would be like you know the Left Behind series. You know, you might say, "Oh, that's terrible," but in it, I just trying to be brief in an explanation. I don't want to go into a lot of it. Because we'd be here all night. We'd be here all night. But, you know, that type of mentality, type of eschatology, and that dispensationalism is in difference with Reformed theology because of the way it views God's working throughout history. Mm -hmm. You know, and the way that Reformed, most Reformed, I'm going to water it down a lot, but is the three covenants, um, the covenant of works, the the covenant of grace, and there's one more. What was the other? What was the third one? I think you're missing one between the covenant of works and then the covenant of grace. But I mean, when I go through them, I don't, I haven't really studied into it that much, but I always go through the covenants that God mm-hmm. makes. Well, I mean, you have the Abrahamic covenant, then it goes to Noah, then to Moses, and then the Davidic covenant. And that's kind of how I always progress through them. But so we go to that. The, essentially, the, the reformed view. Whether how you break it down, it views God's working through covenants. It's so, called covenantal theology. Exactly. And that's opposed to dispensational. And not to split hairs, but dispensational, for the most part, believe that there's there's certain workings throughout time, different dispensations, different epochs, and in contrast to a covenant, which is a for lack of a better word, it's a, a contractual agreement. It's not quite the correct terms, but without going into a lot more depth, between two parties. 
and dispensational is more has to do with how God has worked throughout time in different ways. So maybe hopefully we can flush that out a little better. I as, mean, of course. As we go I mean, on. I think we need to. Yeah, but so, I mean, the point is we want you to understand this is Reformed theology is more than five points. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, the five points is what gets 95%. It's like it gets most of the attention for sure, more than looking at what other things point toward. We just want to make sure people understand that Calvinism and Reformed theology aren't synonymous, which is what, I mean, I used to think I was guilty of it. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand at the time, but the more I've listened to people, the more I've studied, I was like, oh, these aren't the same terms anymore. And uh, if you're Reformed, you're Calvinist, but if you're Calvinist, you're not necessarily Reformed. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and so... <laughs> on that note, I mean, what kind of got you into Reformed theology? It was kind of a, a long a long road for me. I uh, definitely did not grow up anywhere near Reformed theology. I'll say this, my, my first exposure to Reformed theology was, I just remembered this, was freshman year in high school in history class, of all places. Amer- er, in uh, world history, we learned about the Reformation and uh, so I had five minutes about John Calvin and Martin Luther. And that was my exposure. Basically was that God sends people to hell and God sends people to heaven. And that was what John Calvin believed. And I thought, well, that's a terrible thing. I'm never going to believe that ever, ever, ever. And uh, then from apologetics, it's kind of where I jumped in to reform theology. Through apologetics, I started branching out. I listened to many individuals one little known guy called dr james white little (laughs) someone may have heard of him just a few he's been around for a few years now just kidding but uh i stumbled across james white through his apologetics ministry and at the same time i'll put this plug out here i also stumbled across jeff durbin and i didn't know the two knew each other i didn't know that you didn't even know that they could be elders at the same church i didn't know that they weren't at the time. That they was, weren't at the time, I don't believe. But I think they have since become elders at the same church that this I know was, of. This is true. I, I was I was watching watched Jeff Durbin in some... Actually, it was uh, his uh, shocking sermon on Luke 14. And uh, that just uh, surprised me. I, I, that was the first exposure to him I had. And so I watched some of his stuff. And then I watched some of James White stuff. And then I saw them both in sweaters sitting down talking. And I was like, what? Do these two know each other? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And then I discovered they both were Calvinists. And I was like, oh, no, I can't listen to them anymore because they're, you know, that's bad. And uh, so I started listening to a certain guy from Texas. I mean, just go ahead and name him. It's Leighton Flowers. (laughs) It's Leighton Flowers. Um, And uh, very nice guy. And I thought, wow, this guy's really nice. I'm going to listen to everything he says. Um, And so I listened to a few episodes, stumbled across a little debate he did with James White it's not like two and a half hours long. It was, a little, it was two and a half hours long, and it's a long two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Kind of realized that, yeah. That I think didn't... it's actually Layton's first debate, too. I think it may have been. Well, at least like in a while, the way it made, he made it sound in his introduction. I kind of wish they would do another one, but... At the same time, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Leighton Flowers wants anything to do with James White anymore. But I'm not 100 percent certain on that. I yeah, I don't, I'm not positive. I, they go kind of back and forth on their podcast. Well, let's be honest. I think that's all Leighton does. But anyway, stumbled across that, and I remember sitting there 
I was so opposed to Reformed theology, to Calvinism. I had a notebook, and I thought, these guys, I have, they're so solid on everything they've, they've taught me. I've grown so much, um, and I've, I mean, I used to listen to them with my Bible open. I'm sitting there, and, you know, and I'm checking, and I was like, everything they say lines up. You know, I should listen to what these people are saying. And so I had a notebook. I wrote down arguments on one side, for and against, and I went back and forth and I listened. Check, 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 check. And then it got to the point to where I understood that one side was being very consistent and the other side wasn't being consistent. And no matter how much I disliked the side that was consistent, they had a lot of biblical text and I had to deal with those. If I had a problem with the person, that's one thing. But if I have a problem with the text, that's another thing. And so I wrestled hard with the text and, well, I came out reformed. <laughs> so well, that's enough about me. How did you, in your, in your journey, how, how did you find reformed theology? I feel like God's definitely had his hand in everything that's going on in my life. Of course, I'm adopted, so that's really cool. And then so is my younger brother. Um, we've both been placed in a church family. I mean, we're not biological or anything, but church has always been a big part of our lives. So my grandfather's a pastor. My dad was a pastor. Church has been around, whether it's been in the General Baptist Convention, or not convention, but General Baptist, Southern Baptist, Independent Baptist. I feel like I could list 30 other Baptists. Non-denominational. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I've been to a few non-denominational churches too. Non-denominational. You know you're a Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) So understanding the gospel, understanding that, the stories have always been there. I mean, I understand, believe the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins and raised again, and that we believe in him through faith, 100%. And I believe that we're told to go and proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of when I started going in college and to really looking through scripture. I mean, I'm pretty sure you heard that James, or when I was talking about Luke 14, yeah. Earlier, that's how, what, that's that was what, my first exegetical paper. So it brought that, that really back changed, to my mind. <laughs> yeah. That really changed how I viewed discipleship. Now, did it take me a few years? Absolutely, before it really started to sink in. But um, being at First Baptist Church at Buffalo is really where I got my first introduction to Reformed theology and to James White through my pastor, David Van Beber, who's a host on Tag You're It, which is a great apologetics podcast but it took me some time to wrestle with it i understand i based it off what my own testimony was and how i kept wanting to be saved wanting to be changed but never could be i couldn't do it on my own Mm -hmm. because i would just go back to living the same way but if it wasn't for god stepping in and changing my life and really working on me and convicting me through his word through sermons through friends through my wife even I wouldn't have been able to be doing something like this. I would definitely be on a path that wouldn't be righteous before him, wouldn't even be faithful to what he's called me to do. And I think that's really kind of where Reformed theology for me has always been made more sense, been consistent, while the Arminian side of free will hasn't really been able to put it there correctly. Because mm-hmm. at first, I always wanted to reject I wanted to say I follow God's word, but my heart and actions betrayed me and just makes sense for reformed theology in my head. It feels like it's more consistent and 
for when I study scripture is more consistent view. Mm -hmm. And I want to make this point though. I mean, we're not here to make somebody reform. We're not here to preach reformed theology as the gospel because it isn't, it teaches about the gospel, but it is not the gospel that gets a person saved Mm -hmm. and gets them into heaven. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't want to, as much as we've identified this podcast as a reformed Baptist podcast, we, if you're not reformed and you're listening to this podcast, we hope that we don't repulse you, that we're hoping to just educate about Reformed theology because, let's be honest, I mean, in, in our area, it's this isn't something that's talked about. It's not something, it's not even here. I think the closest Reformed Baptist church is Jeff City? No, Reformed Baptist? Like an actual Reformed Baptist, like oh, I was about to say. I mean, like Dave's church is probably well, yeah. the closest. <clears throat> but like a like a denomination, like this is a Reformed Baptist. I couldn't tell you on that one. I haven't looked it up. I think I think there's one in Jeff City, which is further for me than it is for you. But I mean, but it's, it's still pretty far for still both pretty of far. Us. I mean, we have like 200 churches within this area. Probably, I mean, probably definitely 100 churches. There's a lot of churches, but so we want this to be a, a teaching point too. And if you disagree with us, that's fine. Like Logan said, this isn't a division. We, we don't want to cause a division. This isn't a gospel issue. This is a secondary issue. This is something that we should be able to sit down, have, discuss, um, disagree, but at the same time, you know, shake hands, hug and walk away brothers, sisters in Christ and not split ministries. Right, absolutely. And I, I think that's something that because of what we call the cage stage happens, where when you first learn about the doctrines of grace, you really want, you're zealous for it. I mean, yeah. it's really humbling, but at the same time, you're like, people got to know about this. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we even smack them over the head with it. Yeah. There's definitely been times where Calvinism has got that reputation, got that image of where People who really get into mm-hmm. it just try to say, this is the only way to get to God. This is the true theology. I mean, yeah. people just take it way out of context. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, it's like buying a, a new shiny baseball bat and you're like, oh, I just want to use it. And what you end up doing is you end up hurting people with it. <laughs> you don't use it for its intended purpose. You know, when we, when we talk about reform theology in the cage stage, let us let us be clear that we we were graciously let out of our cages. We're we're no longer in our cages. We're, we we are we are we've got the card. I'm just kidding. We don't have the card, but we have been let out of our cages. Um, we have been reformed for quite a while, you know. But that cage stage is is when you put someone in a cage. You want to, you, then it probably should be mandatory. It, you, you get put in that cage so you don't hurt anyone else or yourself. When you discover these these wonderful truths, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I definitely. I'm sure there's multiple people who wish they would have been put in yeah. a cage. Or, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really glad that we're finally getting to this. I mean, it's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, I know this is something that me and you are gonna ten years from now hopefully be laughing back at. It's like I oh. can't believe it took us this long to get just the first a... episode. This is our third take. <laughs> <laughs> it's our second tonight. <laughs> ten thirty. At night, yeah. trying to get this done. I'm sure our wives are ready to kill us at this point. Yeah. This might be the last episode because our wives will kill us. Yeah, but we're definitely excited for what's going to happen. I know, like you said, we're wanting to cover 
cover some cool things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was really away from the mic and I shouldn't have been. Yeah, so we're we're wanting some some things that are coming up. The next things on the docket, you could say, is we did mention the the five points. Yeah, we're gonna go through tulip. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the easiest way to explain Calvinism and mm-hmm. jump into Reformed theology. And then hopefully, just knowing that we come from Reformed Baptist perspective, as we come into our next topic, which will be lamentations, you can see how that Reformed theology. Maybe maybe you don't see it there. Maybe you do. We'll see how we exegete and how we walk through Scripture, and really hope this will be edifying. Right. To to you, I mean, we're not hoping. Hey, we, you know, like Logan said, we're not trying to convert anybody to reform theology. This is not really the main emphasis of this podcast, but we just want to let everybody know where we're coming from. We want to pave some roads so that you know us, who we are, and our backgrounds. Right, and this is to help kind of sharpen each other. I mean, mm-hmm. it's helped to sharpen us. It's going to help to sharpen you, and hopefully, we'll get enough reviews. We'll get some comments some emails that say, hey, this is how I see this. This this is just a podcast to really help focus in discipleship. It's really what we want to accomplish. Yeah, what we want to do, we want to hope to make a a podcast that is for the average person. Yep. And then third one, of course, was spiritual disciplines after Mm -hmm. that. And we kind of covered that for sure. I mean, that's going to be a long way if we're going to do bi-weekly podcast i mean we'll see we both kind of got some free time now yeah. but colin just got done with finals so we'll see how that goes i start again oh. it's it's the next one embraces but uh you know we will hope that uh, i'm excited for the spiritual disciplines you know it, it might be a far off thing but hey it's definitely a needed oh, topic yeah. to talk about so so what is the what's the next podcast going to be about we i mean we mentioned the f- the five points so we're obviously going to start off with total depravity mm-hmm. i mean that's really the foundation of mm-hmm. Reformed theology. And as one guy put it, it's kind of could be the Achilles heel because the other four really rely on total depravity to yeah. make that connection. I mean, they really build on one another. Yeah. I like how uh, R.C. Sproul put in uh, one of his classes, he was walking through the, the five points and he mentioned total depravity and everyone in the class raised their hand for total depravity and then after that you know they went through the u and they went through the l and the i and the p and less hands kept going up each time he said you still believe in total depravity and so it is the foundation i mean it really is yeah and so we just want you to be excited to see what's coming up mm-hmm. i mean we're still new at this this is only our first episode and yeah. we're still getting used to everything we hope you come back uh we want you to leave us reviews on facebook hopefully we'll have our podcast website up soon and we'll get this downloaded to podbean and then you can listen to us through there and hopefully we'll get on apple soon and everywhere else and we're looking forward to meeting you guys but we want to thank you for listening to anchored by faith or we hold the scripture to be conformed to the image of god man it's going to take me a while to get used to that but (laughs) all right i'm logan and i'm colton and thanks again guys god bless